What is up, Aboutcast listeners? Today, obviously, you know, my name is Jordan, and I'm super hyped. Super hyped to do this recording, super hyped to see you guys again, and super hyped to talk about what it is that we are going to be talking about today, which is self-improvement. And so I have a power list of three all-stars that I have in rotation. Sometimes that list changed, but right now I think it's as strong as it's ever been. And so we are going to be talking about these three people, what makes them tick, what I think their cornerstones or their strengths are in the self-improvement game, and what we can gain from them as being the best people or the best version of ourselves as we could possibly be. So without further ado, Julian, how's it going? I'm doing good, man. Happy to see another day. Happy to provide some killer content that I think if you walk away with one thing here, it could be very beneficial for long-term goals and help improve yourself in one aspect of your life or another. And that's what we're striving to do. Just help you have some fun, talk it out and see where it takes us. I love it. So without further ado, let's get into it. So I think that this kind of built off of a power list in a sense. So the first person I want to talk about, uh, obviously I think that, you know, we've talked about him before, I think we've almost talked about all of these guys before, um, but Jocko Willink. Julian, can you give me give us a rundown on uh, what Jocko's about? Yes. I think where I resonate with Jocko, uh, first from my perspective before diving into who he is as a person, is the utter commitment and consistency and the viewpoint that nothing's ever guaranteed. There's a small piece of positivity or outlook in every aspect, never settle, always re-engage and re-evaluate yourself. Coming from the former Navy SEAL officer brings a tremendous amount of intensity from his work experience or his time in the force and continues to provide that through social media, literature, podcast interviews and just doing his best to create a lasting impression to help those who may not have that direction in their life. Yeah, I I agree with all that stuff and to kind of even go more in depth. I think Jocko Willink he he really is kind of that shepherd in a sense like I mentioned before to a lot of people who are kind of lost. So, you know, when you Go on to the YouTube videos of Jocko Willink. He has a YouTube channel uh, or or just kind of mill around the Internet and around scenes where Jocko would be there or his presence and people are talking about him. You can see like drones of people saying like he helped me get my life back together. Um I'm, you know, more fit now. I take on responsibility. I'm a better, you know, person because of the things that he's, you know, compelled me to do. And so I think that a lot of his stuff is kind of uh, of service. And so I believe that almost every single bit of it, obviously with his books, not only his leadership books, which you've talked about on this podcast before, um, which I highly recommend if you haven't listened to him, go ahead and listen to him. I also think that he's of service to not only, you know, you think like this dude's a military man, so he's going for 
only people who are like, you know, young guys trying to get into the military or on the verge of it. But he also has kids books, too. He also, you know, is really philanthropic with, um, you know, the things that he does as far as um, his service to others, even outside of his, you know, his own immediate, you know, jujitsu player, uh, gorilla, <laughs> you know, squatting 600 pounds type of clientele. Exactly. And the thing that I've always enjoyed when his posts come across my feed uh, and I touched on it in the beginning was simply the commitment. Sometimes it's less is more, right? And so on Instagram, he posts that image of his watch every single day at 4.30, 4 o'clock in the morning up and getting after it. And whether he's tired or sore or something maybe holding him back, at the end of the day, to me, what I get from these posts is, no one cares and you can always be better. You know, Jocko may have done a thousand, you know, kettlebell swings or pull-ups the day before and thinks he might deserve a rest, but no one cares. Keep pushing yourself, keep evolving because that subtle moment where you settle is the time where a bad habit is formed. Someone surpasses you or you just become complacent in that method where we've all had those friends who worked out or read or worked on a certification for three or four months and then just stopped one day and could never get back into it. And I think that's the small things that Jocko does outside of the larger topics that help his following and you know, individuals as themselves continue to push or continuing to push and continuing to move on and continuing to evolve. I think that a lot of that does ha help with his message or kind of coincide with his message that we haven't even mentioned before, but is one of his most like ubiquitous and widespread ever, which is, uh, you know, and it almost sounds um, like an oxymoron at the first at first but it's truly it's not at all it's a discipline equals freedom and so that's his thing he has it on t-shirts he has it on stickers uh some people have even got it tattooed on them and i think that's exactly what it is and you know i i kind of think of it as this discipline is the strongest can be the strongest muscle ever but the second that you don't use it you don't have any so you could be the most disciplined person ever, but if you say one time out of 60 years, you're going to have that piece of cake or a donut and you cave, you have zero discipline all of a sudden. So I think what he does is he really, um, he really, he really embodies the art of it's like you said, Julian, there's always room to approve. And, you know, this thing is a long journey. This is you know, being an incredible person or being whoever you want to be is something that takes a long time. And uh, the path is lifelong is something I also say, too, which I think he embodies as well, where, you know, you always have to be working on your discipline or else you don't have any. And so I think that that's why Jocko is on one of my top as far as a power list of guys that really, really kind of send it home where discipline will take care of you no matter what you have to be a good leader and he you know shows you how to do that and you also have to take care of yourself and take care of the people around you 
the the one thing too with a lot of these mentors is sometimes they can have polarizing opinions, right? And in some cases, I think it's all about how you find that perspective or that information you're pulling, because in most things that are polarizing or shocking, it's all about where your mind is at that time. And one of those areas that I've seen people be polarized polarized by Jocko is his motivation for essentially why he says good. And I think, Jordan, you're you're a little bit more familiar with that than I am. Yeah, I can talk about that a little bit. So his, it's, a, it's a really, really popular YouTube video that uh, his, his, you know, co-host on his podcast, the Jocko podcast, put together. And basically, he, Jocko's telling a story on how, you know, whenever they were in the field and he was in war, um, guys would obviously come to him with bad news, he, him being the commanding officer. And would say, like, you know, so many myriad of bad things that happened. Either, you know, oh, this gear broke down. These guys are pinned down. um, Things of that nature. And he, in this video, he says, you know, he'd always respond with good. And then one day that happened again. And the guy comes to Jocko and says, you know, this happened. But I already know what you're going to say. He says, what? What am I going to say? He says, good. And Jocko goes into why he says good. He says good because no matter what happens, it means that there's an improvement or an opportunity for improvement. And also, you know, if you can say good, no matter, you know, whatever experience, that means that you still have something in you. You're not dead yet. So you can always improve the the opportunity or improve the situation um, and fight and change the tides into your favor. And it's super, super motivating. It's like, will get you going. So don't watch it as you're like sitting silently next to your like significant other or something in bed because you'll get hyped. Um, so, you know, definitely listen to it right before you go work out or go on a run or something. And I think it, it'll get you, it'll get you going for sure. Uh, one of my favorites. Absolutely. Um, so I think that, you know, this would actually be a really good handoff for somebody else who, you know, had a quite a big, big, extensive and thorough military background. Who's also on the power list, David Goggins. And Goggins is like the others. He's a, he's a dog. Uh, and a common theme from this list is a lot of them seem to have realized I don't know who the exact quote is or who said it, but as soon as you realize your current life or as soon as you realize your life is when your second life begins. And through Goggin's story, you can see this progression to what drove him to this mental monster, so to speak, uh, and is always continuing to take I don't know if this is the right term, but take the life out of each day because not every day is given and he knows where he was at his lowest and never wants to go back. Whether that's competing in ultra marathons or pushing yourself in challenges or doing the most pull-ups, you know, trying to hold a world record for the most pull-ups, there's always that area to push yourself further and take advantage of the gift that's been given to you of seeing another day. The thing that I love so much about David Goggins is that he's almost the champion of failure. 
I know that sounds ironic or like silly, but if you think about it, the dude has gone through some horrific stuff, uh, whether it be like a really, really challenging childhood. Like he started out the gate failing and, it, you know, obviously it wasn't his choice to, it was just the circumstance, but then, you know, he continued to kind of excel. So that meant that he had to go through, um, you know, buds, which is the Navy SEALs like underwater, like basic, I think it stands for basic underwater demolition. Um, shoot, I'm forgetting the last word, but basically it's, it's this super grueling process that, Navy SEALs have to go through to get into the Navy SEAL program. Uh, and he had to do that three times because he was running on broken legs. And, you know, then he had sickle cell anemia one time. And, you know, he failed, dropped out, um, you know, had to redo the whole program again three times. And not only that, but he's you know, this dude never gives up and never stops. And I think one of my favorite things that gives me chills, like this dude is one of the hardest. I tell people, I think this dude is one of the hardest human beings to ever exist ever. And, you know, one thing that he did say on a podcast was that he thought he was the weakest human being that God ever created. And so to, to see somebody who I think is like, obviously, you know, a machine when it comes to doing, you know, excelling in difficult circumstances and, you know, pushing, pushing. And it's, it's very internal, you know, like this guy, he, not that this, you know, says everything about him, but I think this helps illustrate what I just said. Um, I think he has like a couple hundred thousand people on Instagram and he follows zero. Like he doesn't care what anybody else is doing. He's about getting his work in and, you know, grinding. Oh, I think another thing that he says, too, is that he's a sponge. And before he dies, his goal is to wring himself out as much as possible and get as much of his like being out as possible in this life before he goes. And so I think that this dude is all about it's all about embracing the suffering and that he's the only one that can help himself in a situation. And, you know, he, I think it's so empowering. I mean, it's kind of scary to think that, you know, you're alone and you're the only person that can help yourself out in a certain situation. But I think embracing that's more empowering than not being that that means that you're spurred on to take action and you're 100% responsible and you understand it of any situation. And I think he embodies that and just kind of, I mean, the dude's just a badass, like straight up. Julian, what do you like? Uh, go for it. Goggins had picked up this mentality prior in his life that he would be continuing on this path. Or do you think he has built this path from the realization of, you know, taking an analysis of his life and not being happy with where he'd put himself for those times? I think that you know, if you kind of pay attention to what he says and like have listened to him enough, I think that that one is very clear. I don't think that he'd be David Goggins if he wouldn't have gone through some of this stuff. And, um, he even says it himself, like how empowering he had, you know, horrible, horrible, you know, experiences in life up to a point. And then he said, you know, like, I'm so thankful. Look at all this training I got 
before the real go around of things. And so basically, you know, all these bad things helped him be, you know, give him the fuel and the desire to be as mentally tough as possible to, you know, totally you know, drop and abandon the things in his life that he didn't like or the person that he was, which is another thing that I think he's an expert at is looking at himself objectively and maybe not objectively in the sense of, you know, I don't think that your sense of self has changed, changes a lot. So it's hard to be objective, but, uh, you know, seeing through kind of the lies you tell yourself and, um, you know, he talks about how the mind has a tactical advantage over you and can get you to stop because it knows your weaknesses. It knows what you're scared of X, Y, and Z. And I think that he's an ex he's basically means that he's an expert at the uncomfortable. And so, you know, with that, he's really good at seeing himself objectively and like working on the really tough and ugly spots of himself. And then also just one of the, a world-class sufferer which I find it's so attractive in a, like a embodying, I want to embody that kind of way. Right. And that's one of the evolutions that's, I think to your point is very difficult. If you've never pushed yourself or challenged yourself to make an external audit of your actions, your mindset, your lifestyle, because it's very easy to be wrapped up internally, but looking at yourself externally from someone else's shoes or how you may judge yourself or how taking a look at those obstacles that you've been through before can take some time to dissect. And I think with these guys, they've definitely understood that process and evaluated their strengths and weaknesses and embraced the weakness to help bolster their strengths. And one of the things that's been consistent is, and I've always thought this way as well, is that the worst day of your life can be the best day of your life. Because if you only have a positive day of your life and you've never had a low, you've never challenged yourself, you've never put yourself in an uncomfortable position. Uh, and once you've had that best day of your life, that's the pinnacle. You, you can't go above that. So having those low points gives you those learning points to understand this sucks. I don't want to do this and I'm going to be better today. I'm going to be 1% better tomorrow. Maybe I'll be a half percent better the next day and continuing on there until you're happy with where you're at or you're continuing to push. And you can see that in other uh, people in this area of how they came out of their dark days, which you know, maybe can find a smaller spaces to evolve to seeing the positivity that life provides them with. So one, I highly recommend it. And I think it really embodies that. I mean, if you look at some of these, like, you know, all time greats in, in anything, I believe, whether it be sports, academics, um, art, excellence is through kind of suffering. And I think that's what Whiplash embodies. It's about a, a young man who is in, you know, has the highest aspirations to be the best drummer, um, one of the greats. And um, he suffers a lot due to his teacher. And basically, it kind of, I think that embodies it as well as, you know, you have to, um, to be, to be one, you know, to face, to be excellent 
you have to face some like horrible things willingly, I believe. And I think that that's, sorry, go for it. Uh, I I agree. It's, I think you find out who you truly are in times of strife or struggle or who you truly want to be, or it helps you realize what you'll lose um, when things are in jeopardy. And that builds that extra foundation or the extra backup that you need or motivation to continue to push, to continue to hammer on and develop as an individual or develop, you know, your, your surroundings to never see that struggle again. Yeah, absolutely. Or just, you know, make it symbiotic in a sense where struggle is, is help. It helps you feel, you know, one thing to feel alive, two thing, you know, the second thing to sharpen yourself and your mind, um, you know, don't, don't be struggle averse or suffering averse. Cause you know, it's, it's a, uh, it's like eating your vegetables. I think it's necessary to, you know, eat your vegetables to suffer enough so that you can truly be, you know, you can have a healthy body or, you know, healthy existence in a sense. But, um, without further ado, I think we, I want to, take a stop at the last on the power list that I think is kind of the X factor, the wild card, um, as far as I'm concerned. And that is Wes Watson. And Wes Watson is a returning citizen. And so if you aren't familiar with the term of being a returning citizen, that is someone who is reentering society from a term or a sentence in the penitentiary or prison or incarceration of some regards. And obviously there's a, a lot that goes on that the average human has no clue, only rumors of what goes through in prison and to come out of there is definitely going to give someone a different perspective on what they lost and how they treated others or how, you know, the type of person they were prior to give them that step to evolve once they re-enter society. Julian, you're an absolute sweetheart. I was going to call him an (laughs) (laughs) Um, ex-convict. And I don't think he's ashamed of it either. I think that um, Wes Watson, the reason I think he's an X-factor in a sense is because he comes from a very, very interesting background with his, you know, motivation uh, being that he, you know, spent a, a good chunk of his time on Earth in prison and in these very, very tough and intense and interesting situations, mentally and physically and emotionally, I think that he brings something that it, it's almost like very nuanced and uh, peculiar in the sense of he's also just so, so intense. This dude's so intense. Like, he he like would raise my blood pressure just just by like watching one of his videos the way that he like gets like pumped up and um stuff like that but also he like he brings that intensity to being like positive and um also kind of shaping yourself and i think one of the things that he said that really stuck with me is that he said, yeah, I mean, he's all about kind of extreme ownership. So exactly like the, the first two. But one of the things that he said that really stuck with me is that you create your own weaknesses and strengths. And I thought that, you know, maybe I 
maybe I thought that, but I hadn't really, you know, it never came up in my mind where, you know, I obviously, you know, it's easy to imagine like, yeah, I've manufactured my strengths. I've worked on something enough where I got good at it and so good at it that it's one of the things that I'm the best at. But I never kind of thought about that's exactly what I do with my weaknesses. And that's what everyone does with their weaknesses. They refuse to work on something or they don't work on something enough where it's one of the things that they are weakest at or the things that they are worst at, which I found kind of really cool in the sense where, yeah, of course that makes sense, but you, it takes somebody to say it. It takes a, the words to come out to really like, oh, wow. Do you know what I mean? That's where that maturity aspect is very tough for certain individuals and taking the time to see or analyze those weaknesses or where you've constructed them and where the truth in that that hypothesis comes from. And whether it's your day-to-day life or in this case, it's seeing how low you really can go, um, you know, in penitentiary or a state prison um, to understand and reflect on those opportunities that you crafted for yourself that may have put you in a harmful position um, or taken away a lot of your rights um, or your life in some regards due to those situations or those fake strengths or fake weaknesses that you set as optical obstacles or gateways to, you know, detrimental lifestyle or habits or detrimental mentally, physically, emotionally in your existence. Yeah. And I think that's a string that ties all of these guys together. They're, they're all about discipline. They're all about responsibility and they all absolutely despise excuses. And, you know, think an excuse is a perfect way to rob you of an opportunity to get better. And I think that that's something that's excellent to to kind of embody and also to live by, in a sense, because, you know, like, you know, back to David Goggins, nobody's running the show. Nobody's walking the path but your own. You're the only one that could put your foot in front of the other foot to get down the road. So might as well do that to the best of your ability and to, you know, become the best you can while you have one shot at it. Right. So I think that that is the gorgeousness of kind of self-improvement. And that's why all of you guys are listening up until this point, which thank you very much. It's, you know, it's self-empowerment that makes, makes it work. And it's, you know, the worse things get and knowing that you can handle it, the better it is. You know, doing hard things helps you do hard things, basically. And it sounds so simple, but it's literally it. That's all life is. At the end of the day, you're the only one who can make you do anything. And I think it's more true than ever. People can tell you or sell you whatever they want. And if you accept it, that's how the change is going to be made. So whether it's you telling yourself the changes that need to be made, or maybe it's hearing it from those individuals or hearing it on this podcast that inspires you to get out and do it or reflect on your experiences, it's going to come down to you 
to make those changes. And that's sometimes a hard pill to swallow. If you have a, a tough addiction you're trying to shake or a very poor habit in some area of your life, people could tell you as much as they want, but if you don't take it in, it's not going to change. So swallowing that pill sometimes can be the one of the best opportunities to progress and evolve as a human um, and maybe see some new experiences in life. Yeah. And I mean, I think that obviously you guys that are listening are already on that tip. And so I appreciate, you know, sharing that with you and sharing that journey or that type of journey with you guys, because it's, it's truly enjoyable. So without further ado, you know, I appreciate all of you guys for, you know, stopping in, listening to us, and hopefully you feel a lot more motivated. And if you do and have other things that you want to share, if you have your own power list, please share it with us. Um, you can message us on Anchor or other other platforms that we're on, or just send us an email at theaboutcast at gmail.com. Uh, we really enjoy the kind of the interaction with you guys and, you know, we want to keep it going. So thank you. We appreciate you guys for listening. We love to hear the feedback, as Jordan said. Uh, You can catch us every Sunday on all major podcast platforms. We thank you for your time and keep on pushing.